The pain hit her like an axe to the skull. A moment later, Helen crumpled to her knees, unable to move. It was a rainy Monday night in Indianapolis. Helen, a 47-year-old graphic designer, had been feeling odd all day. Her lips and tongue felt numb, as if she'd gotten a shot of Novocaine at the dentist. Then, late that night, she was doing dishes when something snapped, an axe of pain at the base of her skull. After collapsing, she crawled upstairs to bed and woke her husband. Ultimately, though, she decided to sleep the pain off. She woke in the morning with an excruciating headache, and the numbness had spread from her face to her right arm. She went straight to the emergency room. A long, frustrating day of tests followed. The doctors could not figure out what was wrong. Helen returned home that afternoon and crashed asleep. Her husband brought home dinner a few hours later, but she did not stir. She slept for 16 straight hours. Her husband had to work the next morning, so Ellen woke up alone in the house. The numbness and pain had spread, but she dragged herself to the bathroom. On the way, she muttered something to her Jack Russell Terrier. Something like, hey girl, ready to go downstairs? But the voice that emerged from Helen's mouth It wasn't hers. It sounded bizarre, alien, as if she had an accent. Still foggy, Helen staggered to a mirror and spoke again, just to confirm that, yes, the strange voice was coming from her own mouth. Frightened, she kept talking to herself, trying to fix the problem. She tried muttering, I sound weird, except it came out, I sound word. Thinking she could swap in another word, she said to herself, I'll just try something different. But that came out bizarre, too. It sounded almost French. I'll just try something different. So she tried another remark. That's strange. But again, it sounded French. That's strange. Helen soon broke down crying. Something was desperately wrong. She'd been born and raised in Indiana. She'd spoken with a flat Midwestern inflection her whole life. But now, somehow, she'd acquired a foreign accent. From the Science History Institute, this is Sam Keen and the Disappearing Spoon, a topsy-turvy, sciencey history podcast, where footnotes become the real story. After some online research, Helen, whose name I have changed for privacy's sake, realized that she had developed a rare neurological disorder called Foreign Accent Syndrome, or FAS. FAS is usually caused by mild strokes, and Helen's FAS left her with several linguistic quirks. For instance, she now has trouble pronouncing the letters T-H. Mother and father become mudder and fodder. She also chops up words in unusual ways. I call it my doctor, or I'm quite comfortable. Overall, Helen describes her accent as a blend of French, Dutch, and German, with some South African and Caribbean English mixed in, but definitely not her Indiana voice. 
Language is very closely tied to our sense of self and sense of belonging to a community. Voices are part of our identity, so foreign accent syndrome can be devastating. In many ways, Helen is a typical FAS patient. The average age of onset is 48 years. For some reason, it's more common among women. Also, during her initial incident, Helen felt numbness on her right side, which is controlled by the brain's left hemisphere. The brain's left hemisphere dominates certain aspects of language production. Left hemisphere damage can therefore disrupt language. Beyond the accent, FAS can affect other aspects of speech too. Vowels sometimes shift. Ship becomes sheep. Sometimes people pronounce silent letters or add unnecessary syllables reminiscent of Pig Latin. Standing becomes satanding, or picture becomes picature. The rhythm and melody of speech, the prosody, can also change. People's pitch might rise where you'd expect it to fall, or vice versa. Or they might stress the wrong syllables in words. Sometimes people pause too often, as if struggling to come up with the next word. For the most part, people with FAS can still make themselves understood and still express complex ideas. Their intelligence does not suffer, but language does. It's also important to note that patients typically cannot speak the language associated with their accents. Helen's accent is regularly mistaken for French or German, but she doesn't parlez-vous and she does not spectancy. In fact, the new accent that emerges doesn't match any one accent at all. It's more of a hodgepodge accent. It might have vowels you'd hear from native French speakers, rhythms associated with Italian, pitches reminiscent of Chinese, and so on. For those reasons, FAS speech is not a true accent, but it contains enough quirks and distortions that our brains classify it as somehow foreign. But the thing is, different people often interpret the same FAS accent in different ways. It sounds German to one person, but Russian or maybe French to another. The listener's background actually influences what they perceive. The accent is in the ear of the beholder. I should also clear up one common misperception. Sometimes stories circulate in supermarket tabloids of people having a stroke or something and waking up with the ability to speak a whole new language, a language they never spoke before. Now, however cool that would be, those stories are hogwash. I don't care if your best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard it from this nurse who knows a doctor who swore it happened to this guy he knows. People just don't wake up speaking new languages. Instead, it's probably a case of foreign accent syndrome that got exaggerated through a game of medical telephone. Now, beyond knowing that it arises after mild brain damage, scientists disagree about what causes foreign accent syndrome. It's also possible that different cases have different causes, but the root of most cases seems to lie in the mouth and the throat. Speaking a word aloud requires two steps, planning and execution. Planning takes place in the brain. Execution involves moving the lips, tongue, voice box, and lungs in a coordinated way. Speech problems in general can arise from hiccups with either step. But foreign accent syndrome seems to be an execution problem. Neurologists know this because people with language planning problems often make characteristic mistakes, like saying dappy haze instead of happy days. But FAS patients never make those oral typos. 
More specifically, some scientists trace the execution problems of FAS to poor articulation. Speaking aloud requires shaping the mouth and throat just so to sculpt the flow of air streaming through. Those movements are delicate, and brain damage can hinder our ability to choreograph them. If the mouth or throat is shaped wrong, the speech that emerges will sound distorted. Again, strokes are the most common trigger for FAS, but scientists have linked the syndrome to other things, too. Multiple sclerosis, infections, electrocutions, schizophrenia, brain tumors, even neurotoxicity from spider bites. And FAS is not just restricted to English. It appears in languages worldwide and can cause a dizzying array of perceived accent shifts. From Japanese to Korean, Spanish to Hungarian, Dutch to Turkish, Georgian to Cajun, and so on. But according to one survey of cases, most FAS patients start off speaking languages like English or Dutch and acquire accents associated with Romance, Eastern European, or tonal languages like Chinese. Why? The researchers who did the survey argue that Romance, Eastern European, and tonal languages require more effort to speak. That is, the throat and lungs have to work extra hard due to the language's pace or extra qualities like tones. If someone suffers an injury that affects their articulation, they might compensate, consciously or not, by forcing their vocal apparatus to work harder. This would then cause listeners to perceive an accent from one of those more effortful languages. Now, not all scientists buy the theory that certain languages take more work to speak. It's a controversial idea. But if that theory does prove true, it would mean it's much more likely for a native English speaker to acquire a faux French or Chinese accent than for the inverse to happen. Although the first reported case of foreign accent syndrome dates back to 1907, there's been much more interest in the syndrome recently. 93% of all known cases have appeared in the neurological literature since the year 2000. That increased awareness has its pros and its cons. With increased awareness, patients today are much more likely to get a diagnosis and find support. That's a big comfort. That said, there are downsides as well. Have you ever wanted to appreciate books or movies or music from another culture? Do you have a big trip coming up and want to get beyond the tourist spots and immerse yourself in local culture? No matter what the reason, Rosetta Stone is the language program for you. Rosetta Stone has been the expert in language learning for 30 years. Millions have used it. Rosetta Stone knows what works for getting started, remembering what you've learned, and motivating you to stay on track. Plus, the built-in True Accent feature gives you live feedback to improve your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. So don't put off learning that language. Start today. For a limited time, Disappearing Spoon listeners get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. The downsides of increased attention on FAS are many. Whenever Helen at the start of the episode had a doctor's appointment, Eight or ten neurologists would crowd around her, all barking questions. They were so eager to get a glimpse of a real-life FAS patient. Media attention can be overwhelming, too. 
That's especially true when people with FAS are asked to do silly or demeaning things, like pose for photographs holding a mini Eiffel Tower. It makes the people feel freakish. Sadly, the odds of recovering from FAS are not great. The accents usually embarrass people, and they're motivated to work hard and fix it. They'll listen to old recordings of their speech and try to imitate themselves. Many also seek speech therapy. Nevertheless, despite all the work and motivation, less than half of patients recover their original accent. Those mediocre odds leave many FAS patients struggling to cope. To be sure, some have found a silver lining. One normally shy woman reported that the new accent helped in social situations. It was a natural icebreaker and made for an obvious topic of conversation. People with FAS often chuckle over other people's faux pas as well. Sometimes strangers rush right up to them and start speaking French or German. They're eager to test their foreign language skills on a supposed native. Helen also said that people never could tell her apart from her sisters on the phone before. But now, she laughs, they know it's her right away. More commonly, however, people with FAS feel angry and frustrated. Helen remembers a friend calling her up shortly after her foreign accent emerged. The friend hung up immediately upon hearing her voice, thinking that she had dialed the wrong number. When the friend called again, Helen had to prove her identity by talking about common memories. Helen's mother-in-law also more or less ordered her to just snap out of it. She insisted that if Helen slowed down and took her time, she could speak correctly if she wanted to. Talk about frustrating. Fortunately, Helen still has a good relationship with her mother-in-law. But not all patients are as lucky with their loved ones. One patient lamented how people would whisper that he had taken to drinking. Other patients have been labeled mentally unstable or accused of perpetrating a sick joke. In some cases, people mourn their voices and listen to old recordings of their voice over and over. Some people feel like a twin has died or even that their old self died. One woman whom Helen knows can't pronounce her own name. Tina comes out Tiana. Even pets sometimes look askance at their owners and don't know how to react. Imagine your own pet shying away from you. People can face discrimination as well. Perhaps the most famous case of foreign accent syndrome involved a 28-year-old Norwegian woman. When Nazi Germany bombed Norway in 1941, she got beamed in the skull with shrapnel. She fell unconscious for several days and suffered mild brain damage. When she woke up and started speaking again, her pitch was off. Pitch helps determine a word's meaning in Norwegian, and her sudden clumsiness with pitch made her accent sound uncannily German, the language of the enemy. As a result, shopkeepers accused her of being a Nazi. Some people refused to sell her food or clothes. Modern FAS patients get labeled foreigners as well. Some cope with the stigma by shopping at places where they don't have to interact with any humans. Others go to extreme measures to find new communities. One British woman flew to Poland because she believed that people there shared her accent and that she'd feel at home again. An American woman traveled to England for similar reasons, only to find that everyone there assumed she was South African. The American woman also had trouble with immigration officials, who questioned the supposed discrepancy between her speech and her passport. People with FAS often cope by censoring what they say. Helen says she's learned the hard way to avoid certain words. 
One day, she was teaching a course for children on how to train dogs. She told one mother that her child needed to fill out some sheets. Only it didn't come out sheets. It came out S-H-I-T-S. Luckily, the mother didn't overreact, but Helen now uses the word forms instead. But not every word has an easy workaround. From the very beginning, Helen could not say the word yesterday. The T always goes missing. Yesterday. She's been searching for a dozen years to find a workaround for yesterday, and still has not come up with one. As a result of such mistakes, instead of just speaking normally, Helen is constantly monitoring her own speech to avoid certain words. But being constantly self-aware while you're speaking is exhausting. She compares her mental state to learning a foreign language. She has to think consciously about every word and is always second-guessing herself. Holding even simple conversations has become a slog. Helen finds solace in running FAS support groups online and by checking in with people who sound down or depressed. She herself remains upbeat and can laugh at herself most of the time. But there are sad days, too. We often forget how powerful voices are. They form a key part of our identities. And perhaps more than any other trait, they bond us to our communities. Our voices declare, I am one of you. I belong. But Helen and others with FAS know how fragile those bonds are. As Helen says, my husband doesn't get to hear the voice that said, I do. My child doesn't get to hear a bedtime story because I can't say certain words in Little Red Riding Hood. Imagine that. Like so many things in life, we take our speech, our voices for granted, right up until the moment they disappear and take our old selves with them. This is the Disappearing Spoon Podcast, brought to you by the Science History Institute. Find out more about their library, museum, and multimedia magazine at sciencehistory.org. Make sure you check out the Science History Institute's other awesome podcast, Distillations. You can find their in-depth narrative stories and interviews about everything from space junk to sex, drugs, and migraines anywhere you get your podcast and on their website distillations.org You can find more incredible stories from my books at samkeen.com You can also book me as a speaker at your school or event. If you like this podcast, please support it at patreon.com slash disappearing spoon. It costs as little as seven cents per day. You can also get bonus episodes and signed books. Please spread the word to others as well and subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or other places. This episode was written by me, Sam Keen. It was mixed by Jonathan Pfeffer and produced by Mariel Carr, Rigoberto Hernandez, and Padmini Raghunath. <laughs>